What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Anti Up. Howard Bender here with Adam Ronis. We're here from Fantasy Alarm here on the Sonos Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning in today. Appreciate you guys liking and subscribing. Well, we're catching Adam at the very tail end of a uh, of a long, long 15-team Tout Wars draft, and uh, and and Adam, as I'm to understand it here, you are uh, you're not in a good mood right now. No, I wouldn't say that. I'm okay, but I was sniped quite a bit in this draft, and it's definitely not a fun feeling, especially when you're like, all right, I want this guy, and then you're one pick away, and that guy goes in front of you. It's not a good feeling, and it happened quite a bit in this uh, Tout Wars draft. Okay, so Tout Wars, 15 teams, mixed snake draft. Adam had the third pick. Uh, On one side of you, Tim McLeod. On the other side of you, Rudy Gamble. Was it both or was it one in particular? Uh, it was mostly Rudy Gamble, man. And uh, me and him have kind of been rivals in this league for a while now. I had won it in my second year and won it two years in a row. Then he won it the next two years. Then I finished second in 2019 to Ray Murphy. And then last year I finished fourth scott white from cbs wanted so but rudy is always near the top i'm usually near the top uh and it's so basically how they do the draft order is they do it in order of finish from last year so scott white had the number one choice he chose eight and my guess was he wanted a pitcher which he did but i was stunned he took shane bieber number one first pitcher off the board um so he went eight, and then Kessinick had next choice. He took one. McLeod took two. Tim McLeod took two, and I had a choice of going next. And I just I was like, oh, I'll probably take three. But I probably should have taken five because, to me, it's not a huge difference. Um, Acuna went one. Soto went two. I was kind of hoping maybe I would get Soto at three, but, you know, it's on base percentage league. So Soto got the boost up. and. It was really a close call between Tatis Jr. and Trout. And a lot of people might go, oh, you should go Trout. He moves up in OBP. But it's still more difficult to find stolen bases later, whereas yeah. you you might be able to still build your OBP. I mean, you th- this draft board is going to look weird to people. Like, wait, this guy went in the third, this one in the fourth. It's OBP. So it changes everything. Uh, so I figured I'll be able to pad my OBP a little bit easier and it's true because i i didn't get stolen bases for a long time and i started to get worried um but i think in the end it worked out but yeah it, it's a close call because trout just gets such a huge boost in OBP, and i think trout's gonna have a good year regardless and i still would not be surprised if trout stole 10 to 15 bases i understand why he falls to six seven eight in a lot of leagues i have trout in my home league which is obp um I mean, he had a 390 OBP last year, and that's a down year for him. He even said he had a down year, and then the numbers are, are really good when you look at it. Uh, so that's the one thing is he could have a 440, 450 OBP, which just gives you a huge cushion. But at the same time, look what Tatis has done in for the start of his career, man. It's just across the board. And his OBP might be like 360, 370. Maybe it's higher. Like, do we really know what the ceiling is for Tatis Jr.? We don't know yet. So – it was a close call. Know the, I don't think we know the ceiling, but you know that's that that see that's why I would take Tatis the stolen bases over over just OBP. I mean, you know, because Tatis also has power. He doesn't have Trout power, but he's got power. Trout doesn't steal the bases. Like that's you know to me that's the detractor. I mean, I love Mike Trout. You won't find a bigger fan uh, of Mike Trout than than me. But 
you know, just from a, if you're taking third versus fourth and who are you taking, um, I would rather go for the, uh, for the stolen bases than I would for the OBP. Yeah, I think it's close. And I just felt most of the time that it was Tatis, but there was a part of me that says, oh, do am I going to regret passing on Trout? Again, because I, I still think Trout can steal. It's going to be interesting. Like he had 11 steals two years ago uh, and was only caught twice, but we have seen the steals go down every year. I'm not going to even look at last year, but, you know, do the Angels say, hey, look, you've gotten hurt. You hurt your thumb, diving head first in a second. We don't need you to run, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, I still think he can get 10 to 15, which is fine. But, you know, Tatis can get you 25 to 30. And he's in a great lineup, should hit second, score a ton of runs. But And here's the other thing, too. Trout's missed a lot of games over the last few years. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. 2000, these, his last three full seasons, excluding last year, 114, 140, 134. You know, he hasn't had 500 at-bats since 2016. Doesn't mean he'll get hurt this year, but... It is something that I feel like maybe people don't talk about enough. Well, watch him go out there and uh, win the MVP this year. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna play a full 162 games. He's gonna steal 28 bases. He's gonna hit 40 home runs, and yeah, he's gonna have an OBP of like 500. It could happen. It, you know what? Legit, it could. Like if Trout were, were to have that <laughs> a career year, yeah, I mean it would. Uh, I mean, just your luck, right? Rudy Gamble gets him. <laughs> so all right so so rudy went uh went sniping on you so let's see in round two rudy picked ahead of you um he went luis castillo were you planning on going pitcher in round two uh, with all those pitchers that who did come off the board between uh your first and your second pick yeah i mean most of the drafts i've done i i i'm picking early i don't I don't love it this year. I mean, you get that good bat early on, but I don't really love what's there in rounds two and three. And usually the guys that I take, take a hit in OBP. Like Eloy Jimenez gets a little bit of a hit, so I I couldn't take him there. Um, So it's And Xander Bogarts, I kind of wanted, but I already had a shortstop. Do I want to lock it up? Um, So, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to take a pitcher. And I wanted Castillo just because I think Castillo can give you – uh, he can go 180, 185. You know, uh-huh. he went uh-huh. 169 and two thirds in 2018, 190 and two thirds, 2019, 70 last year. So that's why I wanted him. And then I know people will be like, oh, Brandon Woodruff, how many innings is he going to throw? But my point to that is, okay, look at all the guys that went after him. Is there anyone in there who's throwing 170, 180? I mean, I thought about Clayton Kershaw. We know his innings are going to be managed, but they're going to be great when he's on the mound. Uh-huh. Jack Flaherty went, um, Zach Gallen. Tyler Glasnow, Kenta Maeda, Blake Snell, like they all have question marks. So if you're not going to jump in the pitching there, like when are you going to do it? So I love Woodruff, big fan of him. And we had 121 and two-thirds of 2019, 73 and two-thirds last year. Uh, a lot of strikeouts, you know, good whip. So it was back on the mound yesterday, meaning Monday, throwing 97, 98, gets – the limits to fly balls. He doesn't allow a lot of hard contact. So I really like him a lot. Now, how many innings am I going to get of him? Again, I think there's going to be issue for everyone. So it might be 150, 160. I think the Brewers said they were they would let their pitchers, starting pitchers go 100 more innings than last year. I kind of don't buy that. That would be 173. I'll gladly take it. But say 150, 160. But I think I'd balance that with Lance Lynn a couple rounds later. Because Lance Lynn, I don't think, is going to have any workload issues. Uh, he led the uh, majors in innings pitched last year. 
uh, going to a new team and, uh, you know, should get run support. He's had a good ERA two years in a row. So um, I think that kind of balances it as far as the innings. And, but yeah, I wanted Castillo uh, for sure there, but I'm, I'm happy with Woodruff. Okay. I mean, listen, I, you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, when we're sitting here and we're looking at like Castillo and Woodruff and Kershaw, uh, you know, we're sitting in the same tier. We're, we're hoping to get, you know, good innings out of them. We'll just, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to, you know, there's, there's no criticism for that. That's just more of like, were you going to take Castillo? If Castillo fell to you right yes. there, would you have mm-hmm. taken him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you come back around, you grab Ozuna. Um, did Rudy snipe you when he took Blake Snell? No. Okay. Didn't think so. I didn't think you were going to go with another pitcher there. Uh, J.D. Martinez you take. Uh, Lance Lynn you grab there in the fifth, coming back around. In the sixth, he takes Alec Bohm, uh, rookie third baseman off the Phillies. You took Matt Olson. Was Bohm a snipe? No, I kind of considered him, but I wasn't planning on taking him like he was one of the guys i thought of but not i wasn't banging the table because he took him gotcha all right so not a not a bad one there i'm I'm waiting to see where the bitterness really comes in this is going to be fun um so you take matt olsen you come back around you grab mcneil he grabs fam eighth inning uh eighth inning (laughs) eighth round he goes closer with ryan presley uh, the big closers were off the board. Edwin Diaz, Araldis Chapman, <coughs> Liam Hendricks, Josh Hader. Were you planning on going closer in the eighth? It was a thought, and I did want Presley. So then I said, all right, I'm probably going to take one on the next pick. I think – I don't know if it was a mistake after looking at it, but I seriously considered Victor Robles just because I thought I was a little – I mean, it's early. It's round seven picks in the book, but I was only getting speed really out of Tatis. So I thought Robles was a good fit. He's been hitting leadoff. I know he's not great at OVP, but if he gets leadoff in that lineup, it really boosts his value. And I I got him in the mixed league labor salary cap draft last week for seven bucks, and I felt he was a need for my team. So I thought about him, and instead I went Marcus Simeon. And then came back and got Rosenthal. And then, of course, Rudy takes Robles right after. I was like, well, maybe I should have taken him. Um, because Semyon locked up my middle infield spot. Not that it's a big deal. I just think that Semyon's in a really good spot, man. Um, his OVP is tough to determine because it's been all over the place in his career. I mean, clearly two years ago was his career year. And it was very good. Last year, obviously, I'm going to throw away because, you know, short season and everything. Right. But... He's always had solid walk rates. They've been double digits the last two years. And that Blue Jays lineup, man, I mean, it's just a great spot to be in. Uh, he's a guy, too, that's been durable throughout his career. I mean, he played 53 out of 60 last year, 162, 159. He had the injury in 2008, 159, 155. So, you know, he is reliant on staying healthy and piling up those numbers. But he's shown the ability to do it. And, again, it's a really good spot to be in. But I wonder – if how it would have been different if I went Robles there, then Rosenthal, um, you know, then I might have gone a little bit different later on. But yeah, I mean, Robles was I, I didn't get sniped, but I was seriously considering. I'm like, yeah, of course, he takes the guy that I was uh, thinking about. <laughs> but he did sign me around 10, man. I wanted Lance McCullers and he went right before me. I was like, really, man? So, um, you know, I did go with Sandy Alcatara, who I do like a lot, too. And I uh, lost him in the labor 
salary cap draft. I was kind of pissed at that. But, yeah, I, I think Alcantara could really take a, another big step up this year. I know it was only seven games last year, and they had COVID and everything. But uh, I like what I saw from him, and we saw the strikeout rate go up. Uh, and I think he can be better this year. He, another guy that doesn't allow a lot of fly balls, suppresses hard contact. And I like that Marlins staff. So I was happy to get him, but I wanted McCullers there. Okay. All right. So that's a, another key snipe. Probably put you a little bit on tilt. Uh, you come back around, you grab your boy Hosmer. Um, <clears throat> I can't imagine in 12 when he took Nick Solak that you were like, oh my God. No. So I'm fine with that. Zach Eflin for you. Justin Turner for you. He takes Odorizzi. Um, then let's see. Well, I can't imagine that that Austin Riley was really a snipe here because, you know, you had your third baseman in uh, in Justin Turner who you just took. Uh, you have Olsen and Hosmer, so you had the corner infield. J.D. is sitting in your utility spot. So I'm going to say that Riley was not a snipe. Oh, J.D. Martinez has outfield eligibility in this. It's five games. Oh. that's Yeah, that also helped me take, you know, it made him more enticing earlier in addition to the OVP bounce back. Yeah, it's uh, five games eligibility. I know it doesn't show on the board, I don't think. Um, no, it's not. It just yeah. lists him as a DH. So but I still don't think Riley was a snipe. No, he actually, because we were messaging back and forth, and he goes, yeah, you know what? I was debating between Riley and Hicks, and I should have taken Hicks, Aaron Hicks, who I took in round 14 because it's OBP. I've been taking Hicks in even average leagues, but, you know, there's talk he's going to hit third. And I know the injury history is there. There's no doubt about it. And I've always kind of been a, a big Aaron Hicks fan, and there's definitely some risk there with the injury. But he gets a big boost in OBP, man. Uh 379 last year. I know only 54 games, but in 137 games, the Yankees in 18, 366. Guy walks. I don't know how much he'll run since injuries have been a factor. He did have four steals last year. I mean, look, if he gives me seven, eight, I'll be happy. But if he can stick and hit third in the Yankees lineup, I mean, that's a great spot to be in. That's the one thing, too. If you look at my team, almost all my bats from like rounds one to 14, they're all in the top four in their lineup. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's another thing huge. And you know what? You wouldn't have had that had you had Victor Robles on your team. I know he's been hitting up top a little bit in the spring. I think he will. You don't think he will? I mean, I hope he does. Good. I just he's think been good you know, too. Dave Martinez is an idiot. Well, I'm trying to see who else would they put weed off. Um, I don't know. They don't really have. I mean, if they go Turner, okay, say they go Turner lead off, and then Soto. Then what are you going to do? Bell three, Schwarber four, and then what? You got Castro, Gomes, and Keyboom. It doesn't make sense. I think Robles would have to fail epically in order for him to be moved down. Um, I agree with you, but then again, I thought the exact same thing uh, with Dave Martinez and, and them last year also, the year before. Um, but all right, listen, I, okay. Um, it's not really the, uh, the 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 debate that I want. I want to know where he got really like sniped. Was it Andres Jimenez in the in round sixteen? No, I told you where I really got sniped. Castillo, um, Presley, McCullers. Um, that's not getting sniped all night. That's three rounds out of out of twenty nine. Oh, Jake McGee in round eighteen. Okay, this see now you're speaking my language. You didn't say that before. Well, we didn't get to it. And believe it or not, round 20, Danny Jansen, bro. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but it's like I didn't have a catcher at that point. 
I was waiting and waiting. Like they really pushed the catcher value down the board. And I guess I said, all right, whatever. Cause I thought about Posey in like round 18 or 19. I said, you know what? Nah. Once I saw the way the closers were going, because I think it was um yeah, like Greg early in round 18, Greg Holland went, Archie Bradley. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna get McGee here. And then Rudy takes him. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, really? Because <laughs> I think McGee's the closer in San Fran. I know it's Gabe Kaplan and everything, but like I think it's McGee. So I, I took him in TGFBI. But I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then after that, you know, a lot of question marks. And I said, all right, I'll take Pomerantz because maybe he closes. I don't know what they're going to do, but at least Pomerantz will give me a lot of Ks and everything. It's around 18. If it doesn't work out, not a big deal. Um, So, yeah. And then I was like, all right, I got it. You know what? Danny Jansen killed me last year. I'll take him again. Um, And then he takes. I was like, really, bro? Like, come on, man. So then uh, so I went with Jan Gomes uh, as the catchers were running out. Uh, and let me see. Is there anything else? Sam Hilly. Well, I didn't get sniped. I probably, round 25, I was debating, do I go with Hilliard here? Um, and I said, ah, Chris Martin's there. What if he closes? I mean, it's kind of more valuable to get that potential closer. So I took him and then Hilliard went next. Um, but yeah, but no, that's, that's you know, quite a few snipes. Um for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, looking at some of your later picks here, I love the Josh Rojas pick, by the way. Yeah, I, lo- we were ju- I was literally Jim just Bowden talking. Jim that, too, when I was on Series 6M. What's that? Jim Bowden said the same thing when I went on we, Series We 6M. were talking about him earlier today. Like, that was one of the names. Jim said that he was watching him in spring training, and I said, I was like, listen, with the Cole Calhoun injury, mm-hmm. you know, if Rojas continues to have a hot spring, does he break with the club? You know, uh, you know, d- as the uh, as the starting outfield, as a starting left fielder. You know, I said he's 26 years old, so it's not like you know this is like some 21 year old kid that they're worried about service time. You know, does he uh, does he get the shot? And Bowden Bowden likes him, likes him a lot. Yeah, I, he asked me about it. I said, yeah, if we're doing this a week ago, I probably don't take him. It is because of his hot spring. And, you know, that's what the spring is for, is for guys fighting for jobs. And he might not get it, but it's round 28. Um, I take the shot. And if it doesn't work out, we have a fab period before the season begins. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they said they liked a lot of my reserve picks. And I said, look, I hope it works out. And, you know, all of them hit. But we know realistically they're all not. And we're going to wind up cutting guys. So you just take some some players with some potential upside or ability to surpass expectations. You know, I took Nate Pearson around 27. He fell. He's been dealing with a groin injury and a couple of of people in there said, oh, I was going to take him, worth taking him this round. You know, why not? Like, if he either opens on the IL, we have unlimited IL spots, I'll put him on the injured list and pick someone up, or maybe he starts out of the bullpen, but we know he has a lot of ability, so I'm going to take a shot on a young arm there in round 27. Yeah, no, listen, makes sense. Makes complete. Listen, you take the shot on Carlos Martinez, you take the shot on Nate Pearson, you take the shot on Josh Rojas. Uh, Avi Garcia, he's gonna he's gonna play. He's in the mix there in the outfield in Milwaukee. Uh, I love the Chris Martin pick as well. Um, I think he's got a lot of uh, a lot of talent. <clears throat> Renato Nunez, I jeez, didn't even know he was still alive. So yeah, on Detroit, you know, he's a guy I actually had in Intel last year, but uh, I, I thought I might need a little power. And um, two years ago, he had 31 homers and 90 RBIs. Uh, 
So yeah, Brady, Brady Anderson was his strength and conditioning coach. I don't know. He had 12 homers in 52 games last year. So Brady Anderson was his I know he's leaving Camden Yards, so maybe that hurts a little bit, but we'll see. Um, and Brady a, Anderson. He's a fly ball hitter, and I felt <laughs> like I needed some power. He's on the juice, dude. He was on the damn juice. Well, then hopefully he stays with it. He's not. <clears throat> they, they don't they don't do the juice in uh in detroit yeah they, they like on, you have that on good authority ah uh, you know it's something a little something i heard around the water cooler okay so um you know listen man i mean solid job obviously it's it's tough when you're going up against this this crew it's always tough when it's a 15 teamer a lot of shit needs to break right for everybody but listen you're a two-time champion and this, uh, or you had you had three championships and two in a row, or was it two championships? Nah, two championships, and I think like two or three second place finishes. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about your second place finish. Dude. I haven't finished lower than fifth. Okay, oh, there you go, there you go. So, uh, so when you lose, you are at least at the top of the losers pack. It's better than being last place. Is it though? Yeah, it is. is. It? What's Absolutely. the difference between being dude, second and last? No, you still don't say, win, dude. No. It's embarrassing to finish last. <laughs> it is, bro. For real. I won't, I won't finish last. My whole team has to be injured. That's embarrassing, bro. What Sorry. if your whole team is injured? Well, you still figure out a way. There's unlimited IL. You can replace everyone. You are in a mixed league here, so you can replace people. You can't fucking replace anybody in a mono league, though. Yeah, well, you can, but it's just very difficult. And it's very difficult to replace everybody here in a 15-team league. Your 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 15-team league could end up looking like my NL-only league. Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, listen, you know what? You've got you've got power in mean, Ozuna and JD Martinez, Matt Olson, Semyon hits the ball well, Hosmer hits the ball well. Hicks, you got speed with Tatis, you got Leody Tavares, um, a couple of guys, you know, like Simeon will steal you 10, 10, you know, 10 bags. So you got some power, you got some speed, you got some good OBP. You got some decent starting pitching there, definitely. You, uh, you'll be light on saves, but you can end up chasing it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, maybe Pomerantz wins the job, maybe Martin does. If not, then yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not paying for fucking saves this year. Like, I, you know, it really yeah. to me, it's 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 it, it's horrible. I mean, just the way that this position has been for the last what, like five, six years now, four, five, six years, the 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 volatility in the ninth has just been so brutal that you know, yeah, I hate chasing saves on the waiver wire because you know somebody catches a save and the next thing you know, everybody in the league is like on this dude's jock. But, uh, you know, it's just it's better than fucking overpaying for garbage, like wasting, you know, Kenley Jansen goes in the ninth inning to, to Charlie Wiegert. I don't even know if Kenley Jansen holds the, the friggin job for for the whole season. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I want to try and get one of the top ones and not overpay. And, you know, I'll take Trevor Rosenthal around nine. I Look, I know he's got the groin issue. I don't think it doesn't seem like it's serious. They paid him what eleven million dollars. I think yeah. he's the closer. There's no doubt. And he was great last year. Two years ago, he was terrible because he was coming off surgery. So uh, he's. I think he has the job, and I think he could be a top five, top six, top seven closer. Job security. I mean, that's one of the most important things. So if I did not get him, 
Um, I was probably, I probably wouldn't have taken one for a while because it would have been Kirby Yates next that he went. Um, looking at what came back, yeah, I probably just would have, man, yeah, I would have really had to gamble. So it worked out uh, that I felt that that spot, all right, I got to take one now because I don't really want to pay for anyone else in the next few rounds. And then, you know, you take a couple darts late, which I did with Pomerantz and Chris Martin. Yeah. Does, doesn't work out. I'll, that'll be, I know everyone's going to be chasing them, but I mean, there's one team that went from round 17 to 20, Mark Melanson, Greg Holland, Giovanni Gallego, Sean Doolittle. That would be Anthony Perry. Yes, it would. Tell you that the <laughs> software is telling you. I don't know. I, I don't like that. The foreclosures that he is going I mean, Doolittle's terrible. I mean, could he close? Yeah, but he's brutal. Right, but he's a huge fish fan, so I got to I gotta oh, just is he really? Oh, geez, so you're going to defend him. No wonder why you're... You ever, you ever see his glove? He's got, like, uh, Duke of Lizards embroidered into his glove. He's got lyrics, dude. I love him. I love him. But, I no, I... I'd never trust him on my fucking fantasy yeah. team. <laughs> I will party with him at a fish show. I will like I will spend time with Doolittle and and Rocco Baldelli uh, and have the greatest time. But there's no way in hell Sean Doolittle is ever going to see the light of uh, of any of my fantasy teams. Yeah, yeah. I can't be as high at a fish show as his ERA is after you know like an inning. Of- <laughs> God love him. God love him. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so overall, how do you feel? You you feel good about it? You feel like, I mean, how many, how, are there new people in this one here? Or has this been the same 15 for a while? I think there's only, I know Shelly, I can't, I don't know how to say her last name. Who picked 15? Ver, uh, I'm going to, what is it? Oh, Veruga Strada? Yeah. I, she's Cruising, new. Cruising She's new. I, I thought she did a good job, man. I, I like, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of double tapping closures in round five or six with Hendricks and Hayter, but she took a lot of players, especially later on, that I thought were good values that I wanted. Clint Frazier, I think, was a value in this around 13. Oh, um, I like Savali, too. Yeah, like Savali was a good pick. Vaughn, 12. Yeah, Yarborough was a good pick in 16. Kikuchi was a good pick in 17. Antone was a good pick in 18. Telez, Ty France in round 20, who I was eyeing. And I think he had first and second, third. And I was waiting. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll probably get him. Nope. Um, so, yeah, uh, Trevor Rogers, who I just took at TGFBI. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Logan Gilbert, she made uh, I, I like what she did. Devers, Stewart, yep. Rosarena. Yeah, I mean. I could do without the Arosa Rain. I just I can't buy into it. And I know that you know you're supposed you're not supposed to be like, oh well, Mum, show me again, blah, blah blah. He was just so unbelievably good last year. And he was so like, I mean, he just he there there was not a pitch you could throw at him that he wouldn't hit. But I, I just there's just something about it. I just I'm not gonna buy in, especially because the price is just it's so high. Fourth round. Fourth round for a guy who's done it for barely half of a year. Now nah, people were saying the third, same thing about Fernando Tatis last year in the second round. Yeah, but no, no, no. But see, Tatis, Tatis was like a big high end prospect. We've all been waiting for Tatis to 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 make his splash. Like he was getting as much hype and buzz as a guy like Vladimir Guerrero was. There's a nice pedigree there with his dad, and you know, I I feel like we were all kind of. 
kind of look at that. I wasn't poo-pooing where he was going in drafts last year. I was like, especially with the fact that he's a base stealer. That didn't bother me. But a Rosarina, that I, that just it's just not sitting well with me. I mean, we'll see. I could end up being wrong at the end of the year. And- yeah, I mean, I think that's the way people feel on him. You're either going to like, hey, I'm going to take the chance, or you're like, oh, completely off him. So I'm willing to take the shot. I did what I think at TGFB. I, I'm not going to invest heavily everywhere, but I'm willing to take a shot especially with an overall and, you know, he's got the ability to steal bases. So, um, yeah, Devers, like Devers pick, Mustafa. I mean, yeah, I thought this Stanton even around 10, you know, OBP. I know, look, we're not paying a high price tag for Stanton anymore. If he doesn't stay healthy in round 10, it's not going to make or break you. It's not like you're taking him in the third, fourth round like years past. So uh, I think I have him in one DC already, but yeah, I mean, pick up from 15, I, I thought she did a nice job. But I think she's the only new one. Everyone else, I believe, was in the league last year. Yes. So okay. I forgot who left. Hmm. I can't oh, remember. No. Yeah, I really like her draft. Yeah. I really like this draft for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time nice. she took it, on, I was like, damn it, man. I thought I wanted that guy. Vaughn, Frazier, Santander in the 14th. When yeah, people he fell because taking... of OBP. That's why. What's that? He fell because of OBP. Right, right, right. But you know, but yeah, if somebody's point, taking like... Jesse Winker. I'm definitely or uh, well, who was over. So Frazier went before Dalton Varsho in the outfield. Man, well, Varsho should be. You should be using Varsho and catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the color. I'm yeah. just going by the color scheme here. Um. Okay. So Santander falls over there to 14. Dustin May, I like Yarbrough. I like Kikuchi. Throws to a lot of content. TJ Antone. I love TJ Antone. We don't know what his role is going to be, but you absolutely take a shot on him. Yes. Yeah. Because I would have. If he made it back, I probably would have. So I was upset about that pick. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. I like the Ty France one as well. Brian Reynolds. I was eyeing him. Reynolds down there also. Your TGFBI is done, right? It is. Dude, mine's in round 25. I made a pick this morning at like seven something and then i made another pick around right before the draft started and i don't think i'm picking again tonight that's disappointing right like i don't know what's going on this thing is like come to a screeching halt um yeah i've actually i've even just forgotten all about my tgfbi team because i'm already now in the Raz slam draft yeah, well, someone's on the clock now. Spiteri is next. At least he autoed. So now there's, now I'm going to be stuck fucking picking at 7 a.m. And I don't want to fucking get up, you know? I hear you on that. Yeah. I hear you on that. The thing is, my body knows. It's weird. Like, when my body knows I have to do something, it kind of just wakes up. Like, this morning, I woke up. And my friend was like, yo, what are you doing up so early? It's like, oh, I made a draft pick. He's like, you woke up for that? I'm like, my body just woke up. It's like, no, you're on the clock. <laughs> this is like when I had to do a serious XM show at 7 a.m. a couple weeks ago. I woke up before that alarm clock went off. It's like my body just knows. Well, try being on the fucking West Coast, dude, and having to deal with it even earlier than that. Like, I'll like, if I know that I'm going to end up being on the clock first thing in the morning, because first thing in the morning, the clock restarts at like 5 a.m. my time, right? right. So. If I know that I'm going to be doing that, I like I, my body does the same thing. It gets up, but I look on my phone. I make sure that I like set my cue, like before I go to bed, and then I wake up or you know wake through, and I look at my phone, and it's oh I'm on the clock. There you go. There's the guy in my cue. I can just pick him and just go right back to bed. 
sucks though, right? Uh, totally sucks, dude. Dude, that's I'll tell you what, man. I will I have zero regrets about moving from New York to the West Coast. But the time like being in this industry and having to be on like East Coast news time, that's been brutal. That's been brutal. That's you know, that's 5 a.m. here on a regular basis. My body just fucking wakes up now. And it's not just because I'm fat and I've got a prostate the size of Montana and you know I have to pee seven times. Dude, that happens night. to me too, bro. Well, you're, you're I'm always getting up, going to the bathroom. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. So now now you all that yeah, coffee yeah. and water. That coffee and water, man. It's all well, I drink. <laughs> well, it doesn't get any easier with age, so you're gonna have to deal with that. But yeah, dude, it right. totally blows. Like being up at like five, six, and then of course it's like, you know, I'll like I'll look at my phone and I'll you know make a you know I'll look at like an email or something like that, and for whatever reason, I don't know, Lenny Melnick just knows that I'm awake. <laughs> That and, dude's waiting for any human being to be awake. And he so messages me four or five o'clock in the morning, my time. Hey, you know, I think you spent an extra dollar too much on pitching last night. XOXOXO. <laughs> like, really, man? Why are you bugging me, Lenny? Always does like Facebook Messenger. I don't know. I guess if I like, you know, touch my phone and my phone turns on, and it's like he, he's like waiting for the light to g- turn green. <laughs> Oh, Fender's online. Here we go. Oh, my God. All right, so so this draft is in the books. How many more do you have now? Um, I have the uh, – I think my next one is the GST League on March 24th. My home league's March 28th, and then I'm still waiting to see if I'm going to do an NFBC auction or main event. Um, and I don't plan to add anything, so – I want to keep it that way, if possible. I don't want to go crazy this year. Yeah, no, I always I, say that, and then I wind up at twelve. But I really don't want to do twelve this year. I don't want to do twelve either. I think I'm trying to think of what do I have. I gotta like look at my calendar. My calendar is just a mess. The good thing is I don't think the NBC draft tomorrow. I don't think they're playing it through. I think it's more just a mock. Same with the the Rotoballer one. But then I've got. Uh, I've got the Barf League, and I've got a Home League, two Home Leagues. So, yeah, like three drafts more to go. Oh, and Tout AL this uh, next weekend. Still got like right. four to go. Still a lot. Two, three, four, yeah. six, seven, eight for TGFBI. Yeah, so I've got eight leagues now. I'll, I'll definitely park it. I have nine, but, you know, Raz Slam, the beauty of the Raz Slam is that it's fucking best ball. Right. Fucking best ball and it's points. Oh, I love that. I love that. You just make that one nice and easy. My best ball team there, that's just going to crush. My Raz Slam team, it's already looking fine. <laughs> Is dude, that's good. Yeah, good for you, man. Fuck yeah, proud of you. Oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. All right, well, on that note, uh, you know, uh, I've got to like leave on a high note here. So, I'm going to uh, oh, before we go, uh, one quick thing, and that's a shout out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS that you play on. Here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. 
MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. MonkeyKnifeFight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, I, I can't stretch it out any further, man. Just gonna say big thanks to Monkey Knife Fight and uh, and Adam. Congratulations on your draft. I'm sorry uh, that Rudy Gamble sniped you. If you want, I will start sending him some hate tweets. And nah, just, it's all good, man. He's you uh, sure. You sure? Because yeah, I got your back. Nah, he's a good competitor, man. Uh, I love Rudy. I really yeah. do. But I'll I'll fucking cut his throat if it means saving you know sticking up. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get canceled now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I'm gonna fucking cut things. his throat and then I'm gonna auction his body parts off. Oh, you can't use that word, bro. I guess what, I'm parts off no, auction. <laughs> body? Which word can I say? Auction, bro. You didn't know it's forbidden. <laughs> Est verboten. Although, you know, when I went uh to look at the NFBC today, they still use the word auction, so I uh, will refer to his auction in that article. Yeah, well, I mean, it was like Sirius XM saying you can't say the word auction. You can't say the word auction. You can't say the word auction. Don't forget to follow the link at rtsports.com slash labor dash auction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problem. All right, no, see, this is this is the problem. This is where this is where I'll get in trouble. And I'll say something that I'm going to get canceled for. So I won't. And I will thank everybody for liking and subscribing. I will say Mazel Tov, Adam Ronis, on the completion of your draft. Uh, and I hope you win this league. I hope so, too. Let's uh, let's get it done and uh, represent for Fantasy Alarm. Get some! Here we go! Oh, shout out. Congratulations, Rick Wolf, for winning the uh, Laura Michaels Zen and Now Award. Mazel, mazel, mazel. Yeah, very um, well deserved, man. Rick's a, a good guy, man, that I've known for a while, even before working here. Always, always kind, man. We'd be doing drafts in person. He's always buying drinks for people. Very generous, man. Even one time he was like, I'll oh, come to New York City, bring whoever you want. I'll buy them drinks. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. And, you know, um, my friend came and then this girl came. So, yeah, nice. No, great guy, man. Always been very generous. You like him more than me? Yeah, you never buy me shit. Fucked up, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Son of a bitch. I hate you so much. Working side by side with you, you piece of crap. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, if you send me dinner tomorrow through Uber or Grubhub, I might change my mind on tomorrow's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, when was the last time you had the chicken parm? 
Today, bro. I told oh, you. Oh, see, I was, was going to send you the chicken parm. Can't do it two days in a yeah, row you now. Can that dude? That shit is so good. I'll eat it seven days in a row, bro. Dude, where was the where was my fucking picture of, oh, the, forgot, of the chicken bro. parm? You're right, dude. I get it every week. You'll get what a kind of a friend. Are you? You'll get well. That's going to make you jealous. You're going to be like, oh my god, that shit looks so good. And yeah, it fills see, the whole. I can appreciate it though. Okay, like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh man, don't send that to. Like, there are people. In, in all honesty, I've got a, a friend of mine. Who, if he is not at a fish show, he doesn't want to fucking hear what's being played at the show because he's so mad that he's not there when, like, he knows somebody who's there. Like, you know, his favorite song will play, and I'll be like, you know, I'll text him. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a Reba right now. And he's like, I'm not like that, man. So if you're enjoying a chicken parm, I want to know that you're enjoying that chicken parm because I care about you as a friend. Okay. You, you you don't fucking you're you sorry not you, when you see my... it when you see it you're just like damn I need to just tear this shit up so you don't think about taking a picture but I'll remember for next time uh, but yeah like I told you I was like all right I'm gonna eat a good meal I'm gonna get my coffee and uh, I'm gonna be ready for this draft because you gotta be ready to think and you don't want to have you don't want to be starving you don't want to be um, you know worry about getting salami. Uh, on your on your on your remote computer. Actually, oh, so my friend, this sucks. He's in two leagues and he listened to the podcast. He sent me a message today. He goes, "When I win GST this year, you better tell Mister Bender that I ate salami and cheese the entire draft and still kicked all your asses." Well, see, now I know he's a fucking liar. He's yeah, he's he's not going to win the league. He's probably well. well a, he's not going to win garbage. the league. B, he wasn't eating salami and cheese the whole time. No, he said he's going to. Oh, he said he's going to. Because he listened to you yesterday. I want to see the picture. (laughs) All right, Mike. I know you're listening. Send the picture of you eating salami and cheese over your greasy computer, and you better miss a couple picks in our draft. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be like Italian salami. (laughs) That's too funny. Was Mike in the football one? Uh, No. Okay. He's in uh, my home league and the GST baseball. So two fucking leagues. And the guy listens to me on here. It's bullshit. By the way, Mike, everything I'm saying is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> this draft tonight, I don't like any of those players. I just did that to fuck with you. Right. I, and I didn't get sniped on a single one of the other guys. Yeah, no, nah, I hated those guys. It was all it was just for effect. This league's not for money. I don't give a shit. The other leagues are. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. That's gonna do it for us here tonight. Right. That was like that was seriously, that was like watching the entire, you know, was watching the movie. Uh, and then the the monkey knife fight was like the beginning of the credits, and then we just gave you the outtakes afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Good. Oh, did you good. see Coming to America too yet? I did not. Lisa Ann asked me about it the other night. She said she saw it. She's like, it wasn't great. Like the cast was good, but and then I see not a lot of positive reviews for it. Did you? I did. I didn't want to give you any preconceived notions. I was like, you know, something like that. I'm like, just see it and then talk to me. But yeah, okay, I, I, yeah, it wasn't great, is what you're saying. Wasn't what uh, did it did not live up to the hype? Of course, I, I think we expected that. Thirty years after, right, a sequel thirty years later, it's kind of hard, right? Yeah, yeah, very very difficult. <laughs> There was one moment, though, it was really, really good. So, But I'm not going to spoil any of it. Okay. Because I'm sure at some point you'll watch. 
Um, and there you go. That is going to do it for us here tonight. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in and listening. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.